We need a catchphrase. We do, but I came up with one, so we're in luck. Okay, let's hear it. Maybe it'll be a winner. Winner chicken dinner. Okay, it's not that though, because that's lame. That's a good one. That's something that lame people say. But it's not good enough for this one. People in Vegas, in Nevada specifically. You know why I'm stalling? Because I'm reminded of Nevada from what you just said. And okay. people in Nevada really stall. Is that a catchphrase? It may, it may take me a long time to come up with this catchphrase. I thought you said you already came up with it. Because I'm so reminded of Nevada. <laughs> Is our catchphrase because you're so reminded of Nevada? No. Okay. Because you no, know, no, I, a, I'm tabulating that's a loser, the. That's a loser, 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 chicken poozer. <laughs> I'm tabulating the catchphrase now. I will have results in, mm -hmm. in just a few minutes, a few minutes now, I'm going to my catchphrase panel. We've lost half the audience. <laughs> the audience has left. Yes, they are that's gone. True. We can see a dust trail. That's how fast they left. Okay. All right. True. All right. So here's the catchphrase. There's lots of panels. We write the words sometimes, sometimes we draw them. Sometimes we ink them, sometimes we color them. We're dumb comic creators. Too long, didn't read. <laughs> what? That was so bad. <laughs> you bored me halfway through a sentence. I it didn't was, know that was possible. It was like more poetic, you know? I feel like a catchphrase shouldn't be a paragraph long. Wait, 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 wait. See, see, okay. You're just a so guest. You're just a guest and you have not been introduced. So you, uh, do, okay. you don't have the floor. So <laughs> oh, he, he turned off his camera. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm no, no, sorry. Good. I'm sorry, guest. Don't worry about it. It's just my fault. We'll introduce you. We'll introduce you. Oh, God, we broke his camera. We're horrible hosts. We're terrible people. But do you know who, what we else we are, Keegan? Uh, we go panel to panel. Sometimes no, what else are we? What sometimes else we are draw. we? Sometimes Keegan. we ink. Keegan. Sometimes what? we color. Keegan, no. We're no, dumb no, comic creators. No. Stop. Yeah. Our guest has broken his camera. That's how bad, how much pain you caused him. He is crying. He's crying out in pain. Keegan. Yeah, just pretend I'm crying real quick. Just for like the, just for effect. Does that work? Yeah. By the power, there we go. By Same, the power of editing. Just pretend Cheers. I'm crying. It does not yeah, make you I'm cry. <laughs> hey, everyone. Yeah. Just pretend I'm crying. But Give me the, the power, Oscar now. <laughs> okay. Oscar winning performance. Yeah. Uh, are we good here? Pretend so, I'm hey, crying. So, Keegan, we may not be able to come up with yeah, Keegan. But what else are we? We're dumb comic creators. And what is your name? Keegan Shiner. And what's mine again? I forgot. Eric Schwartz. Uh-huh. And what's the point of this podcast? To introduce people to uh, uh, new comic creators and learn from them. And? To get, and to finally come up with a catchphrase. And to figure out how to make comics if they're interested in doing that. Exactly. I from people who don't know how to make comics, apparently. We also don't know how to talk either, so it's all good. Yeah, you're listening to this podcast with people who don't know how to talk. What, what did you just say? That's so stupid. That's so dumb. So not as dumb as your catchphrase. You don't know how to talk? We know how to talk. We don't know how to do English good. 
What's coming out of my mouth? What words? What sounds? Who's our guest, Derek? Who's our guest? <laughs> we have an awesome guest with an awesome script and soon to be an awesome comic name, Humbug. No, it's Hamburger. Hamburger? <laughs> hamburger. Every day, every day people call me Hamburger. I don't get why. It's, it's hu- Humbug. Humbug. With two Gs. Humbug. With two Gs. Yeah. I can only assume he's a Christmas Carol fan or just loves Scrooge. Yeah. No, I, I, I love Mr. Fruit. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, so normally the first question we ask is, um, what advice do you have to give to new comic book creators? But I have a thing. I have more questions. Where'd the name Humbug come from? Okay. So I used to call myself a bunch of different names. None of them I enjoyed. So one day I was like, yo, I need a small, simple name that I think sounds cool. And then out of nowhere, the word humbug came out of my head. And I was like, you know what? Let's stick with this. And I've stuck with it for at least two years now. It's a good name. It's memorable. Yeah. It's catchy. Yeah. It's catchy. It's kind of it's kind of like, uh, it's tough. You know, it sounds kind of tough too. I didn't Nobody. even know what the meaning of humbug was until I think a few months ago. <laughs> it just sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why I went to shark for a long time. I didn't know it was like a thing <laughs> in the ocean. But people <laughs> called me shark. Once I found out that sharks kill people, I changed. No. I switched to Keegan. Man, if I found out sharks killed people, that just make me want the name even more, you know? <laughs> what if I told you humbugs kill people? Yes, yes. For only Fine. $5 a week, you too can save a child from a humbug. <laughs> it's a waste well, of it, money. Give it to me. That is the, the whole point of uh, Christmas Carol, though, is that he says humbug all the time. Everyone in that city is miserable because he says that. Humbugs kill. Man, this slander I deal with every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so ask the second question then, Eric. Okay, what advice do you have to give to any new comic creators? Uh, personally, I just say keep writing, and keep your eyes or keep your eyes definitely on, definitely on any sort of like comic rating forums like on Reddit, online, Twitter, whatever, for any opportunities that may arise as an artist, a writer, whatever, and just keep applying to them until you have something that you can say, oh, well, I've made comics in the past. Then you can like keep going to self-publishing. Then if you want to, you can either stick with that or go with an uh, like bona fide publisher. That's how you can do it. How did you start writing comics? Uh, I wrote comics at the beginning. I just liked writing scripts. And then I went through a few forums, few communities related to it. I found this group looking for writers, artists, whatnot. I sent them a script. And then they held a contest looking for like something for the next comic series they would make on Webtoons. My thing one out of everyone that like out of the five, six people that were working on their own. And that's number none that's being produced right now. Right. And that comes out this week. When you're listening to this, it's, it's already out. On webtoons, number none. Uh, tell us yeah. about that story. All right. So number none takes place in a universe where everybody is the world's best at something. Maybe art, maybe engineering. It doesn't matter. They're the world's best at something. And our protagonist, 
he's the world's best at being average, just slightly above average even. And that includes everything. So one day he realizes that he knows about a plot to destroy the entire like island he lives on by just a small group of people. Wow. And so he has to work together with a small group of agents and some of his friends in order to like stop their plan. And that's it. That's the entire gist of it. Oh, cool. That's an interesting premise. Is it a single issue or are, will it be multiple episodes on uh, webtoons? Right what, now, yeah. it's being like made as a one shot. Okay. But, like if there gets enough, if there's enough traction for it, which I'm, which I'm hoping for, then it'll be continued on as a series. And I have a lot of ideas for how it's going to go. Cool. In your world, what would you be the best at? Um, no clue, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Anything that you'd want to be the best at? Because, like, I want to be something so niche that, like, people would hate me. Like, whenever I licked an envelope, funny noises came out. Like, the best <laughs> at that. Uh, I don't know. World's best at juggling. Just have... So then I carry, carry more than two things at a time. Easy. <laughs> just going down, like, time to go grocery shopping. I don't need no basket. Throw it away. Yeah, just throw it. No, just juggle it. <laughs> That would be fun just to watch. That would be great to watch. Just watching you down, like, oh, there's humbug. Just <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be able to eat a lot of eggs if I was shopping like that. It'd come oh, in God. handy later in life when you have children and you have to, <laughs> okay, you have to pick them to up from school and like, yeah, didn't bring the car today. <laughs> oh, there goes little Timmy. No problem. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna throw you all the way home. It's a really far juggling. Ugh. Really far juggling. Remote juggling. Remote juggling. Remote, remote juggling. So uh, you sent us over a script. I'm gonna share it on my screen, and uh, oh, gotcha. maybe we can just talk about your format a little bit. Uh the format. So. Yeah, so when, like when you're approaching a script, like what, what kind of, where, first of all, where did you kind of pick up formatting for scripts and what, what's your uh, preferred style? So my formatting, I just like putting every single part of like a panel in different formats. So like it's a bold one for the panel number, then it's italics for the description of what's happening in the panel. And then okay. there's an underline for it to just show who's talking and or what's happening in the dialogue. Okay. And I just sort of developed naturally. It's just sort of something I did. Okay. That's the fun thing about comic book scripts is that nobody does them exactly the same ever. Not one person writes these scripts yeah. the same way, which is crazy to people coming from screenwriting because screenwriters have to follow a format or they get in trouble because the runtime of whatever they're writing will be wrong. Like when the movie yeah, or the, the TV sh- Yeah. But on comic book, nobody cares. It's just the panel count that really matters to the artist. And so you're yeah. up to kind of just writing however you want. So you just go panel description um, and who's speaking. And these are written for vertical strips, right? Yeah. Yeah. For webtoons so you scroll vertically instead of turning a page so there's no page count it's just 
all the panels kind of lead into one another, right? Yeah, exactly. There isn't a page down. And then if you had different chapters, I'm assuming you would put chapter two and that would be like the next episode on Webtoons. How many panels I is your- I them. Right. How many panels? Oh. oh, okay. I can't remember that counts, but I think it's just under 70. 70? Wow. Yeah. But it's like the introductory chapter. So it's definitely going to be around 40 for the rest of the chapters going forward. Okay. Have you written the rest? Uh, not yet. I think I'll, yeah, I'll get started on it after this podcast, actually. <laughs> Uh, did I just remind you to write it? <laughs> no, we're so inspirational. He's like, I, so. I just ideas that come to my head. I was afraid I, I mentioned yeah. it. And he was like, uh, that's due tomorrow. <laughs> my editor will remind me no matter what, though. So what, uh, so we see panel one here. We see the earth revolving. And the narrator is says, in this world, everyone is destined to become the best at something. And then you sent over what I think is panel one. Yeah. Oh, no, this is a different panel. Panel. Um, yeah, these are the four of them. Panel, panel three, which is a shot of a I think it's at G. the bottom, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's at the bottom. These are the first. Oh, okay. All right. So this one. Yeah? Yeah. So the, the world here. And yeah. then... Um, in a world. Oh, so he actually split this into two, right? Like a sp split panel? Yeah. Where the, the Earth and the soccer player are on the same panel. Mm -hmm. So were you consulted when the artist made that change? Because it's kind of, uh, or, or do you consider this two separate panels? Uh, no, I don't really consider them separate. I like what the artist did, actually, since it leads into the second panel. Okay. And who's the artist on this book or on this uh, strip? Javier. Yeah. Okay. Javier Gonzalez. Okay. With a J, like I suspected. So how did you meet Javier? Uh, I'm writing this as part of a group, Planted Inc. He was just an artist there. He didn't have any projects. And so they decided to just like have a small competition with writers. And whichever idea the artist, the, whichever idea he liked most, he would pick to write, to draw. And as it turned out, he liked my idea the most. So that's how we started working together on this. Oh, cool. Okay. And um, had he done a comic before? He was, he's working on a pitch right now, I believe. Separate okay. one. Okay. But did he have any previous work beyond illustration? I'm not sure exactly. Okay. And had you done a comic before? No, absolutely not. Okay, cool. So you guys each other's first. Yeah. Yeah, I know how that sounded. Uh, yeah. Don't worry about it. So these these <laughs> panels um really work uh, when you look at them between the the script and the uh, actual pages that he sent. Like this yeah, is I'm the generic superhero. Yeah. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. uh, for one of the characters, for the character description, I wrote that he just has like a generic music band shirt on it, right? 
Yeah. And I swear to God, I need to send you like the design. It's absolutely amazing. It's what he did with the shirt. Like from my perspective, it's so silly, but I love it so much. It's in like the Discord <laughs> server. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I can only just find the. Uh... Eric, are you on Discord? No. I'm not on Discord either. I feel like we are way behind the youth on that. I feel like I'm an old fogey and I don't care. Yeah, I think this is our internet. Yeah. <laughs> Discord is our internet. Uh, you can't make me get on that. Yeah, there you go. Sent it. Okay. It, I love the shirt so much. Yeah, that's Zoom awesome. The shirt. Make sure everybody at home is getting this. <laughs> yes. That's Music band. <laughs> Hey, hey how, Humbug, where are you from? Oh, I'm Kuwaiti. Kuwaiti. Okay. Yeah. Is that where you're living now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. What time is it there? It's like 5 a.m. I woke up early for this. Oh, oh wow. cool. <laughs> We're staying up late. Yeah. <laughs> it bounces out. Oh, that's great. So, um, so are you working on any other projects? Right now, uh, in comics, no, but I am part of a couple fan games, yeah. What's a fan game? Fan game is a game in a, about another game made by fans. That's it, really. <laughs> uh, okay, you got to do a little better because you yeah, just use the thing to describe the thing. So, <laughs> Is it like an expansion or is it like a cousin? So, like, is it just more of the same thing, just like adding more to it? So... Uh, like a bigger map, like a bigger map, or just more cards or whatever that do similar things, or is yeah, it pretty like much. okay? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, does that relate to comics at all, or is that just another like interest of yours? Oh, it's just another interest of mine. So, if people want to find you, they can find you on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, yeah. right? Your Wallahi Humbug. Wallahi Humbug. Yeah, that's me. Okay. And uh, any... Um, I wouldn't any... recommend scrolling down. Sometimes I say weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it if you want to keep so, this video monetized. So, so nobody, uh, nobody go on his... Nobody, just follow. Don't go on. Just follow. Just follow. Okay. Don't actually scroll through his Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but cool. Okay. So, Wallahi... Wallahi humbug, yeah. Humbug, cool. And um, what well, are some comics that you really like? Oh, comics? Uh, there are some web comics. Ava's Demon, Paranatural, uh, Gourmet Hound, it's finished, but it's a really good read. Uh, and there are some more, but those are the main three that come to mind. Oh, and I can't remember the name, but it's about, oh, Little Trash Mate. Little Trash Mate? Those are the web comics, but. Oh, cool. When we're talking about physical comics, my favorite one is The Walking Dead. Oh, out yeah. of all of them. Nice. Are you a big fan of um, his other works? Um, he has the one uh, the one with the science fiction superhero oh. guy. Oh, yeah. Invis Invincible? I've yeah, heard about yeah. it. It's yeah. really good. It's really worth a read, too. It's um, As I describe it, it's Superman combined with Spider-Man without the teen angst. So, yeah. I'd always recommend that. Um, 
How come you chose yeah. wet comic and not a uh, normal comic? I was like, you know, why not? Let's have a crack at this. And I, I'm still kind of surprised I managed to get the spot for the one shot. Because when I submitted the final script, that was the first draft. And I finished it like at 10 p.m. when I was exhausted. And I, had, and I just wanted to go to bed. That was the first thing on my mind. So your thoughts wasn't, oh, yeah, I'm going to win. It was, oh, God, I need to sneeze. Like, I need to sleep more than anything else. Yes, exactly. Do you think you approach comics differently because you're doing a web comic versus a uh, like normal comic? Or do you think your approach would be the same? To some degree, yes. Uh, because web comics, they give you a lot more flexibility with the structure. However, with webtoons, you have to build it more for a phone rather than anything. So you need to incorporate certain aspects such as like fade-ins, fade-outs, and you have much more liberty with how you structure each panel. So people can find your webtoon where? Uh, coming November 9th. November, that's, that's Monday. Yep. Just uh, follow Planted Ink socials. They're definitely going to just be hyping everything up. I'll definitely be hyping everything up. I'm excited. Yeah. And I just, want to, I just want to say one more thing. None of this would be possible without my art team, without Javi, without Toon, Sam, Cole, all you guys. Like, what? maybe maybe not watching, just thank you all so much for helping me with this comic. Cool, cool. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and... I have one last question, actually, Keegan. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, sure, no problem. Favorite dessert? Dessert? Hmm, yeah. That's a hard one. I'm, I'm going through it. My favorite dessert would definitely have to be lemon ice cream. Ooh. Good call. That is a good call. Yeah. Yes. It's so hard to meet fellow people who enjoy lemon ice cream. <laughs> it's, it's so hard to even find it because I only know of one place in all of Kuwait that sells it. Is it a, like a far drive or like a, it's like right next uh, door? Kuwait's pretty small, so like not and nothing's a far drive here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my definition of what you mean like a far drive is. Like I complain that I have to – so I live next to um, a burrito restaurant. I still say that's yeah. far away from me. So I'm like I have to go downstairs, then walk outside, go into another store, and – so for me, that's a long distance. I don't know what you define as a long distance. So. Yeah, like everything's so compact in Kuwait. Because I mean, I... most people just live by the coast. <laughs> just in the one city. Kuwait's uh, actually... Thank you for uh, having me on. Smaller than Chicago. Wow, <laughs> that is really impressive. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're, from, we're, we're from Chicago, so I'm just trying to compare it for Eric to understand, I think. Uh, it says it's 0. Oh, yeah. 0.63 times as big as Chicago. So when wow. he when he says he has to drive to the ice cream place, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to drive that far. Yeah, I don't have to drive that far. It's maybe like ten minutes, twenty minutes at most. <laughs> I don't feel as bad for you. Like when you say there's only one in the place, like, I thought I'm like, oh, that's really bad. They're like, it's only ten minute drive. I feel less bad for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but still, there's only one place. It makes me sad because lemon ice cream should be a human right. 
If I, if we find people in the streets of Kuwait protesting over lemon ice, we know who started it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Coming 2021. <laughs> yeah, you should open up a store. You could open up your own store. Just that's all you sell. No other flavors. Oh, oh my God. Opening up the store. Like, there, Kuwait, you could say, is the capital of food in the world. There's like, for every person in Kuwait, there's probably like, for every five people in Kuwait, there's probably a restaurant. Oh, Most wow. of them are just people cooking Instagram and then selling it through DMs. But nonetheless, <laughs> any, like, there's at least one person in a family who has a, who has a restaurant business in Kuwait. Oh, funny. Oh, that's so funny. That's, that's social distancing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, once again, Humbug, thank you so much for coming like Instagram on. Instagram businesses in Kuwait. Yeah. Thank, uh, no problem. Thank you for having me, Ashley. We really enjoyed hearing about your first comic experience. Uh, we hope we that you'll come back when you are writing your second one or about to release your second one so we can kind of yeah. talk about your the difference between that one and this one. And yeah, it's it's cool Absolutely. to see your words turned into art. It's just really cool. I'll see your style, how you do it. Amen. Um, yeah. Talk about lemon ice cream and yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you so much for sharing your scripts with us. Some people are really weird about that. <laughs> They're scared of people taking it from them. From what yeah, I, I don't guess. know. It's you've already produced it. It I can't steal that. So. Anyway, I don't get me started. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Uh but yeah, thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Hey Eric. Hey Keegan. Hey, let's thank Humbug for coming on our show. The hamburger? No, uh Humbug. The hamburger? You just, talk, you just spoke to him. He was from yeah, Kuwait. Yeah, really nice guy. Yeah. From Kuwait? Yeah, it's really nice to hear from a new creator who's done the work and is releasing work this week. Which is Great really writer. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, on Webtoons, which mm -hmm. I don't know if we've had somebody on who's done Webtoons. Hey, before. we have a guest on coming on. Yeah, we have a second guest this we week. We have a guest and a cat. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Oh, the cat's gone. It's Winston Gambrell. Winston Gambrell. How's it going, Hi. Winston? It uh, is going great. Sorry about the cat. She, I just got off another podcast and she'd been banging on the door for an hour. So I finally let her in. Oh, no worries. No, no problem at all. Mr. Winston Gabroni? No. God. So close. That's so rude, Eric. What's his name? I'm you sorry. You say his name correctly. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, audience. I cannot say names. Mr. Winston Gambrin? <laughs> Winston Gambro. Gambro. I think we already said his name before we paused it, which is sad. It was my bad. <laughs> I did some de-evolution. Yeah. But I'm keeping this in. I'm editing this to stay in yeah. for your embarrassment. I will hold my head in shame. <laughs> uh, Winston, <laughs> you have a Kickstarter. I do. Yes. It's funny it's you mentioned It's currently that. running. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, running now through the month of November, Rex Radley Boy Adventurer. It's a... Uh, little comic book I put together with some of the best artists in the indie industry. It's uh, inspired by every 80s cartoon made to sell toys, and it's everything I would have wanted to read as a kid. 
Cool. Are you from Aurora? I am. Excellent. Uh, Eric's from Wheaton, and I'm from Warrenville. So. Oh, gee, so local. I had no idea. We could have met in person if there wasn't a horrifying virus. <laughs> well, I'm in Boston now, but Eric, and Eric's in Chicago. But we we grew up out there. So, uh, yeah. Oh, what's the Wheaton Warrenville South? Well, yeah. What high school? Uh, I'm from Yorkville originally. I moved York? here for work. Oh, oh, Yorkville. Okay. All right. Well, that's not as yeah. local. Go Foxes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. So for your Kickstarter, you're going to, this will be issue number three of the series or is this uh, two. two? Two. Yeah. Uh, the first one was successfully kickstarted last year, but, and if you haven't read the first one, you can just add that on for like $2. Oh, cool. Is this your first uh, foray into comics or um, like the series or did you, have you been working on comics? For a while uh I've, I've kind of been working on it for a while rex radley is kind of uh on the the more paid end like that has to be kickstarter kickstarted or at conventions and then i have a free ongoing web comic at overflowcomic.com and i'm constantly like drawing things for other artists usually just little shorts here and there oh cool um and yeah uh do you have any advice that you'd want to give to new comic book artists or comic book writers yeah like the best advice i've ever gotten is start small i uh everyone wants to do that huge walking dead or bone you know 500 page 200 issue life-changing thing but don't do that try and do like a 10 page story or something. A, a big thing with Rex Radley is I, I follow that advice. Each story in it is five pages because you can tell like a much, it's much easier to tell a good story in five pages than 500 pages. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're, it's, both of us have read it and your work was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, Remind again, like what you said, eighties like comics. It remind me very much of the cartoon um, Action Man. If you've ever Alex Man is Action Man. If you ever saw that one, uh, no, I'm not familiar with that. It's, he's a stunt. Uh, he's a stunt coordinator, but through the power of math, he realizes how to stop <laughs> bad guys. So like he'll like be like, I have to shoot you at this angle, and you'll go flying, and they'll show they show it in the cartoon world. So oh very God. much that's so, right up my alley. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, oh, he's an, obviously a fan of Action Man. Or, in that you, you are a fan, but you didn't realize you're a fan yet. Yes, I I'm, will be looking him up as soon as this podcast ends. It's, no, it's a lot of fun. Um, was your comic intended for kids? Because, I mean, obviously your main character is a kid, too. Or did you have just kind of a across-the-spectrum age audience? Um, I, I, was, I was kind of... Uh inspired by this one moment at a convention, I was selling only comics for adults and like three kids stopped at my table and picked up stuff, quickly realized it wasn't for them and walked away. And in my hunt for a quick do dollar, I'm like, I need those sales. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping so for So I kids, sold out but... and I... <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. 
uh, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely for kids, but I'm hoping I, I would want to read it. I would enjoy it. So I think the parents can enjoy it just as much as the kids. Yeah, I'd like a fun 90s, weird, like afternoon TV cartoon vibe, you know? Uh, what were those talking dinosaurs? Uh, uh, the dinosaurians. In your comic, yeah, the dinosaurians. Oh, sorry, uh, wasn't there a, a whole show of like talking? There's uh, the puppet, like the, the puppets ones where they're wearing Jim Henson's. No, no, no. They were cartoon, like. Uh, oh, extreme dinosaurs. Is that what it is? It was like a Ninja Turtles ripoff starring dinosaurs. If yeah, that's what you, yeah, that's, yeah. That was a definitely an inspiration for this comic. That was all a that crazy, kind of crap. Terrible cartoon. But yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> but your your comic is smarter and and better than that. But the, I got I got those vibes just a little bit. I mean, your comic like, is is much better than that. It just well, well uh, thank you. <laughs> like, uh, did you ever watch the Mighty Ducks cartoon? Yes, it was just what what were they, <laughs> they were doing? Actually, ducks. <laughs> People got paid for that show. <laughs> I I want to be in the room where the executives are like, all right, we have this live action hockey movie about a down and under hockey team. Now, how do we make it a cartoon? And it was Disney too. They had plenty of properties to to work with. <laughs> so, what does the word "ducks" remind you? It, it takes <laughs> like three minutes. Like, God, ducks! I don't know what to do with that. What can we do with ducks? Battle toads, but they're ducks. <laughs> <laughs> there it oh is. Genius. So, uh, Rex Radley ha is a child of divorce, and. His parents are both extremely successful. So I expected them to have serious drug and alcohol problems. <laughs> this is a kid's book, though. Kid's book. So, you got to say was, something for the movie. It was nice that it was more like Johnny Quest, uh, you know. And, yeah, uh, it was very Johnny Quest. Was thriving with, with his very, uh, you know, serious and, and good parents. Uh, his mother works on mecha mech that fights giant monsters and his father got himself an amazonian is that is that a what it says woman. a cave woman yeah. got a, his father encountered tharga the cave woman what did, what exactly is encountered mean i always visualized it as uh He's walking through the jungle, a portal opens up, and she comes out dragging a saber tooth and then, like, cooks it over a fire. And he just goes, you want to be my bodyguard? <laughs> but I kind of, personally, I left it up for interpretation. It's encounter. It, she could have been at a mall of some sort. She could have <laughs> been winning a strongman competition. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so was the mom side inspired by Pacific Rim or Godzilla or... Some combination thereof. Yeah, kind of all, all of those. A uh, little bit of C Lab 2020 or 2021. <laughs> but but yeah. Or uh, Power Rangers. That was a big thing for me growing up. So ro giant robots punching other giant things really influenced me. Oh, cool. Favorite Power Ranger green, blue, black, red, or yellow? Oh, God. Uh, 
I'm going to say green. I like a bad boy. Okay, I like green too. I mean, what about said, white? What about black? Well, okay. Uh, white came later. Green turned into white, first of all, Keegan. Uh, I thought so you like... turned into white. No, that was a different one. Billy. Billy was which, the blue. Which one. one's Billy? I like Kimberly. Kimberly Billy was, was green. blue. Billy was blue. Did Billy eventually turn white? No, in a different series. They had wow. like a blue. Billy turned... became the doc. Billy became the wizard guy, didn't he? Oh, you know, didn't that... that actor end up as like the wise old? That person? actor, no, that actor ended up walking off the series because they treated him <laughs> horribly because he was um homosexual and all his co stars made fun of him. <laughs> so he literally Aww. just walked off the set. <laughs> well, they all kind of got fired. A horrible story. No, he literally just when he said. Like they started treating him horribly. He's like, all right, I'm going to go for the bathroom break. He just walked home. And he's like, are you coming back? It's like, no. And they're like, okay. Oh, okay. poor Billy. All right. Well, I didn't know that about Billy. Yeah. So on a positive. <laughs> okay. Now blue is my favorite. <laughs> uh, so for those of us that weren't here, you have a pet cat. What's your pet cat's name? Oh, this is good for the comic audience. Uh, her name is Hazel after Saga. Oh, nice. Can you tell that we're, you're the second guest uh, this week? <laughs> <laughs> this is how you treat our second no, guest. No, actually, no. I'm actually curious. So, oh, are you a big Saga fan? Do you like any of the author's other works as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, Paper Girls, uh, huge Ex Machina fan. Uh, Ex Machina that might be my favorite by him. We've never That's had a second guest, by the way. I, it's an honor Keegan. to have you as a second guest. I'm sorry <laughs> for keeping you up. <laughs> What's the matter, Eric? Oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. Thank Why? you so much for joining us. <laughs> no, I'm having a great time. Okay. I'm what, just worried I might be boring. What's the matter with you? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm explaining. We, we started off by, like, depressing our guests by telling them, like, the most sad story ever about... A, a about Billy? Party. Yeah, about yeah. Billy. Okay. And then I already I, knew it. And then, and then I tried to turn it around with a cat story, and we talked about Saga, a fantastic uh, comic book series, as is Paper Girls, as is Ex Machina. Uh, did you like Why the Last Man as well? Or I, I thought it was pretty good. It, for whatever reason, it didn't grab me as, as much as the other ones. I, okay. Are you guys big uh, Vaughn fans as well? I am. I'm not sure about Keegan. I don't know. I don't think so. Sort oh. of, but not really. One of I, my jury's out. I'm still getting into them. One of my professors um, wrote a paper. Um, I went to a, a school for teaching, and they wrote their paper about comic books and teaching. So that was always kind of it was kind of interesting. And he was a huge, huge Bond fan. Like wrote um, pretty much like his dissertation. He said he wanted his dissertation about Ex Machina, but they said no. Oh, <laughs> that would have been cool. It would have been. Instead, he had to write about like writing and education, like some new like how like, it can be used elsewhere. And he's like, not the same thing. A shame. Yeah, very there sad. Been, so there's you, been so many of those, but none about ex machina. Yep. So you've done Overflow comic for yeah. how long? Uh, God, it took me about three three or four years to write and draw the whole thing okay. just because I'm, I was, could do like a page a week because comics are just a side job. So did you start in 2018? I started in 2016. Um, 
late November 2016, late November, November 2016, certain things happened in the world. Who can remember that might upset a person? And so it, was that about four years ago? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, in, but in our feelings times, it's about 82. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so I, I kind of put all my anger at the world into that project. And uh, I only started putting it online two years in because I didn't want there to ever be a long gap between chapters or between pages. So oh, okay. I wanted just to have a big backlog built up and I oh, built cool. up way more than I ever needed. And um, was that your, kind of your first comic project or what got you into comics, I should ask? I guess the, the thing that got me in comics is in high school, have you heard the term of, I think it's Beautiful Corpse, where one person like writes one page of a story and then the next person continues it and so on? Oh sure, yeah. I've heard that concept. But I've never heard the word "beautiful corpse." I've heard, I've heard there's two versions of that. There's a version where um you go back and forth between one person to the back, like person A writes page one, person B writes page two, person A writes page one or person page three. I mean, and then they go forth mm -hmm. that. Or is there one like where like you literally like went down the classroom and did it that way? I I I think I've done the classroom one. This okay. the specific one. Um, I had four friends in high school, and we started writing a Batman comic. I don't even remember how it started, but we would each do a page and not not discuss it beforehand. And of course, it went off the rails, and the art was god awful. But I just had so much fun, kind of telling the story and having fun with my friends that I kept doing it over and over and pursuing it. Oh, cool. Did you get go to art school or? Um... Um, I went to a small, uh, uh, I guess you guys might know it, North Central College. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there yeah. for a year. Oh, yeah, small world. <laughs> I yeah. almost went there. Um, I didn't miss much. If you had Brian Hofford, he was my favorite teacher. So I don't know if you took East Asian history. So. Oh, I think I did have him. That name sounds so familiar. Yeah, no, I was, I was friends with his son too, um, Quinn. So. Hey Quinn, if you're listening to this, how you doing? Um, yeah. NCC, go. Uh, oh, what were we? Wildcats. Go Wildcats. Well, are, uh, were they, I thought they were Cardinals. I don't know. No, you're definitely they're Cardinals. Red and white. <laughs> and black. Uh, red and white and black. Yeah. And we just added blue. I think this year. Oh yeah, really? Things are oh. changing. Oh. Oh, they're changing. They're modernizing, updating. Uh, but yeah, I, I attended North Central in uh, graphic design, but I took every drawing class I could, and every margin of all my notes were filled with drawings. So, oh, cool, cool. That's cool. So you've been drawing Overflow and and writing Overflow, I'm guessing, as well? Yeah. Uh, but you only did the the writing and coloring for Rex Radley in book one. Mm -hmm. um what how did you find the artists that you were working with in that first book uh mostly through the digital webbing forum okay there, there's a lot of places on the there's the subreddit comic book collab is usually yep. pretty good uh just varies facebook groups and then <laughs> some and then more us. toxic than others <laughs> yes very well said <laughs> And then uh, Stephanie Cook 
she I think she's discontinued it, but she had a a really great meetup system where you could put in like I'm looking for an artist and she would meet team you with creative and kind of uh spe that and specialized in marginalized writers or marginalized creators and it was a really great way to meet those I might not have met before. Oh, so cool. That's so, a good idea. Yeah. Marginalized um what do you mean by marginalized sorry no no worries uh mostly I, I i'm just trying not to say the wrong thing i think mostly people of color or okay. uh lgbt oh great great yeah and uh it was yeah that was a really good system i think she discontinued it just because it took a lot of effort on her end and she wasn't she just didn't have time I mean, that sounds like a full-time job almost just because you're yeah. doing a project coordinator position. So, but good on her for doing like a great thing for the community. Yeah, definitely. Um, Stephanie Cook, I believe she's Hello Cookie on Twitter. I'm probably going to say that wrong. She's so, so good at everything about comic books. Like, mm -hmm. like ever, the boring back-end stuff that so many people take for granted. She's yeah. amazing. Oh, cool. Uh, do you mind if we show some of your artwork? Uh, we're obviously we're going to put this on YouTube as well, and mm -hmm. we just want to. Okay, um, and we just want to just talk maybe some specifics about the comics itself. So, oh yeah, please do. Well, that's what I was getting to, Eric. Is that he didn't actually draw anything from book one, um, oh. and 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 so how did you make that decision not to draw for Rex Radley? Oh, uh, that was because I was actively drawing Overflow, and okay. I wanted to have two books coming out simultaneously. And I'm like, if I'm if I only write one, I could pay someone else to draw it and double my creative. Is that because you were going to conventions, or what was the thinking behind having two books? Yeah, yeah, I I um I just started going to conventions and farmers uh farmers markets and stuff and my table was pretty bare i did not have nearly enough and i'm like i need to fill this as fast as possible so okay. i want two projects going on at once that's interesting okay and what was the experience at your first like convention like not great <laughs> I, uh, it was uh, in a gymna uh, gymnasium in whedon and everyone there was just there to look at like uh, He-Man toys and stuff like that, or like posters of Batman. I think I sold three posters all day and no comic books. Oh, wow. Wow. Rough. It was a rough day. Yeah. But hopefully a good learning experience. Absolutely. Um, now I, yeah, just little things like... Uh, Kind of, I now know what to expect. Like, I the big big selling item, I guess, was dollar stickers. So you want little things, maybe not comics, but something that brings the people to the table, like a little gimmick, mm -hmm. and then you can start talking to them about what you actually want them to see. Oh, interesting. That's not a bad strategy. Yeah. Um. Cool. So once you, um, yeah. Why don't we show? Uh, Rex, just like page one here. Sure. Did you draw the intro? I did, yeah. Okay, perfect. And then I redrew it for issue two because <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm, I'm sick of looking at this. So here we have Rex Radley. 
his father and his mother happy together and then not so happy together. Well, it could be an amicable divorce. We don't know how the divorce went. Look down. at her face. She is pissed. <laughs> no, she is pissed off. Well, and he is I, like, he's like running away. He's like Superman. He's tearing his glass glasses off as he runs away. But fortunately they're good enough that they co-parents and let him, let the kids go back and forth. Do we know that? I mean, well, he go like this is a not spoiler. He will spend time with his dad, and then he'll spend time with his mom, and then he'll spend time with his dad again. But we don't know the timeline between visits. Is my point. I guess that's true. And also, if you live in an underground sea lab, do you really want your child growing up around dinosaurs and vice versa? <laughs> you know, like I think there would be a real custody battle there. I think you're uh, making this more dark than it is. According to his, like, the kid's, like, traumatized for life and his only known... I think he is traumatized. His parents live halfway across the world from each other, and they're both in very, very dangerous environments. Yeah, it, I guess if this was a real-life scenario, neither parent would have custody. All it <laughs> takes is an open window in the sea lab or, uh, I guess, an open window in the dinosaurs getting in. Let alone, like, they're dealing with giant monsters that could just step on an underwater sea lab. That's, that's it. That monster comes anywhere near that sea lab. It's stepping on the sea lab. That's it. It's like a can under, under your foot. The thing is I, gone. I view it more as Will Wheaton from Star, from Star Trek. Where, like, the kid knows everything, and he's a smart kid. I mean, this kid clearly knows what he's talking about. He the physics, he finishes his physics homework in, like, two minutes. And, like, is obviously, like, able to, like, pilot a robot and do everything himself. So Okay, but, sure. Let's go with that. What happened to Will Wheaton was that he got burnt out and decided to go be a hippie for the rest of his life with a man named The Traveler. So uh, what we're going to see from Rex Radley in part three is he's 26. He's living in a studio apartment in San Francisco where he's working on tattoo designs. And he's not making any money. He's just an apprentice. Wait, can, you, can you hold on a sec? I need to write this down for issue three. I always picture Because him. his parents pushed him so hard that he doesn't want to do anything else in life. No, I picture this. I picture that he, he, he unites the monsters and the dinosaurs together. <laughs> But he unites them against mankind. So instead of being the savior of mankind, he becomes the leader of, of the of mankind's despair. He's like the uh, the childhood Doctor Evil. Yeah. Right now just just learning, just observing. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> Biding his time. Uh, yeah, we we obviously were really into this comic because yeah, no, it was a really fun comic. Uh, no, but on a serious note, like it's actually like. I hate to use the word wholesome, but it's wholesome comic. Yeah, like it's it, a, it is. Yeah, it's a very like. It, there's a reason why like I asked like because it's clearly meant for kids. I don't know if you meant for adults as well. Um, mm -hmm. Unless you, it's meant for us to do our dark interpretations to everything. Where... <laughs> yeah, like uh, every kids' cartoon where the dark interpretation is, oh, Ash is in a coma. Oh, uh, Timmy Turner's in a coma. Listen, if you really wanted this to sell, one of the parents would be dead right now. So. <laughs> Well, this isn't a Disney film. That's a Disney trope, yeah. That is a Disney trope. 
The mom's dead. And you have an evil stepmom. I gotta save something for issue three. Well, well, the cave woman is probably an evil stepmom type of figure. <laughs> you should just do like okay. a little spin-off, like the real Rex Radley. Or <laughs> it's much darker. Yeah. Where you get to see like the in between these adventures. Um, no, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> oh god, this is that is so funny. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering if they're ever going to um, uh, what's what's the one? The Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law, where they like the Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law, where they he goes like he represents the family, in the divorce of the the Quest that? family, the yeah, Quest the family, Quest yeah, family. where like they have like a bitter uh, separation agreement. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes. Of course, we're a couple, a couple of guys. Fantastic episode. Um, so what what was it like working with other artists on your comic? Um, was it remote or did you kind of know them in real life? Or uh yeah, describe that process. It was uh all remote. They were from uh I think mostly the US, but uh but some were all over the world and this was my first time not drawing just for myself. So I kind of had to reread the script multiple times because I obviously know what I'm talking about when I say something weird, but a normal person wouldn't. And it's it was so rewarding to get back the art and see that they made something way cooler than I could have drawn. Oh, cool. I mean, like this panel we're looking at now, this sea lab is so cool. Yeah, I, I've never drawn a C-Lab that cool. The robot, he, he drew that, that little machine in the center there. Yeah. I didn't ask him to do that. This is all, this is all him. I just oh, cool. got so lucky. I have a serious question about this comic, though. What is hot dog pizza? <laughs> like you, like, I, okay, not to spoil it, but he wants hot dog pizza. I'm like, what is that? We're trying so hard to talk about process here, Eric. <laughs> No, this is no, no. I, I appreciate it. He, so you're more of a process guy, and Eric is more of the lore. I, I get it. Yes. we have our. Uh, <laughs> so, um, is that something that you personally enjoy? Is hot dog pizza? You're like, you know what? This pizza is missing. Hot dogs. I I kind of thought of something that a 11 year old boy might like that no one else would like, and I visualized it as a hand hand tossed pizza but the crust is a bunch of little bagel bites popping out. Okay. That it sounds sense. so gross. Hot dog crust pizza. Oh, wow. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I got to be honest. I've never thought. Trust a guy who's from like Chicagoland to like come up with a new type of pizza too for a comic. Uh, pen pending. <laughs> <laughs> Issue number four, the recipe for the hot dog pizza. <laughs> no, no illustrations necessary. Yeah, yeah, you should have some pictures in there and like uh, actual ingredients, instructions. So, yeah. did you? So, okay, I'm back to this. So, did you like give the artist a rough sketch of what you're doing, or did you do like in a script form where um, you're like panel one, blah 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 blah, panel two, blah blah blah, or did you actually like kind of do like stick figures and draw them out what you were hoping for? Uh, I I do the script style almost always it works out 
happen in my benefit. Like usually they have much cooler ideas than what I visualize. But you had character designs too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think for an anthology, if you're going to reuse the same characters, it's super helpful to use the the same designs for everyone because I'm going to have so many different styles. They should at least wear the same clothes if people want to know who the same character is from panel to panel. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, so you, like you were saying, uh, it's it's easier to write or it's e harder or easier to write five pages scripts. Uh, I'd say a little bit easy, a little bit easier. It's e easier, easier to to main, maintain the quality of five pages than a whole oh, 22 page issue for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So these are all five page, like sort of vignettes or um, miniature stories, you know, mm -hmm. um, which is great. And they're episodic sort of, and um, they tell a quick story and they're fun and they're family friendly. You know, you can get them for your kids. Uh, very strong character, you know, child character. Um, and there's a great way you we could that um, your readers could support you too. Uh, what's that, Keegan? Through uh, through your Kickstarter. Sorry. Oh yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. Emotionally. <laughs> Emotionally, physically, I support. Our, uh, economically, lots of ways. But the way I was referring to was uh, through your Kickstarter. Yeah, so wow, it's funny you brought that up. Yeah, I have a Kickstarter for Rex Radley number two going on right now. Rex Radley, boy adventure number two. So you go to www.kickstarter.com slash projects slash Rex Radley slash Rex dash Radley dash boy dot dash adventurer dash two or just go on the show notes because uh that's where the link's gonna be <laughs> oh thank god <laughs> yeah, Those, if you, if i don't Google. get how our listeners just couldn't get that after the one try we explained it right there they should have it by now <laughs> yeah if you, if you just uh type type it in the search bar rex radley boy adventurer mm -hmm. You know, maybe they opened Siri while I was explaining and Siri picked all that up. That that's all I you know, that's why I did that. And they're like, Keegan, speed up. You're going too you're going too slow. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to rewind and pause as okay. I'm saying that, you know. That's that's how you should listen to podcasts. <laughs> Everyone just spell out entire URL chains, you know, every single time. HTTP colon slash slash. <laughs> Look, I want you to Google Apple. Google.com slash search question mark Q equals Apple and RLZ equals one capital C. One. <laughs> I'm done. The bit's over. I'm sorry. I ended the podcast. We lost all the audience base off of that one save off of the reading of the website. Okay, so, out on top. so Winston, uh, thank you for coming on this podcast. Uh, besides the Kickstarters, anywhere, where, anywhere else people can find you? Uh, yeah, at Winston Gambro, W-I-N-S-T-O-N-G-A-M-B-R-O, on Twitter and Instagram, or my webcomic, overflowcomic.com. It is not for kids, and it's very sad, 
but it will make you feel things hopefully and thank you so much for having me on the show guys this was so much fun yeah it was fun uh anytime you want to come back let us know yep awesome thank you cool uh bye keegan did you read anything this week yeah i read first of all i want to say i want to say thank you to winston for coming on the show winston gambrino Thank you so much, Winston Gambro, for coming on the show. Make sure you check out his Kickstarter. And he also has other comics, including Overflow. Overflow comic and his Kickstarter comic, which you should go su- su- support, is called Rex Radley Boy Adventure. It's number two, but you can get the first one on there. Uh, they're really fun stories, and, and we obviously enjoyed it because we had nothing but fun things to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, thanks to Winston. Uh, Eric, did you read any comics this week? I did read comics this week. I read two fantastic comics this week. Me too. Called Curses by Joseph Castile and Jacob Fleming. Hey, why does that name sound familiar, Keegan? Uh, It could be because those were our guests uh, in last week's episode. Oh, that makes so much sense. That's also probably why I read them as well. <laughs> so Curses is about Megan and Rosa. They're two uh, young women who live in a fictional town in California. And they come across this zombie. Uh, and they're not sure why. And they obsess about it for a while. Not a and, zombie, but something else entirely. But it's also undead. Not that. Not a zombie, a mummy. A mummy. Hence, <laughs> curses. You know, the curse of the zombie bite or curse of the mummy's tomb. Yes, yes, I was wrong. You got me. And so it's a mystery because they're curious as to why the this these two, these mummies are showing up around them. Yeah. Also, it's also great though, too, is it's also very, it's very, very funny as a comic. Um, I... Actually, out loud guffawed at these comics. Yeah, me too. They they were really fun to read. Um, the story is a little slow, like as far as stories go. But like you can tell that this comic series is gonna have length to it. You know, um, is that fair they, to say? Yeah, it, they definitely are building up for the long run. Like they definitely have a long story arc. That's and I'm eager to see where they go with it because it looks like it's going to be a fun journey while we go on there yeah so it's a little bit slice of life i think is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. um which is fine but there's like an overarching plot to these and there's a lot of room for character development which they're doing really well too Mm -hmm. um but i I did want to mention it's not like nonstop mummy action here (laughs) it's uh it's not like they show up doing kung fu they're like oh guys mummy i know kung fu yeah, it reminded me a lot of like sort of Buffy the Vampire Slayers. Um, like there's a new monster that mm-hmm. we're investigating type of thing. But then yeah. in between there's life stuff. Yeah. 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 They're uh, the, they were called the Scooby Gang in uh, Buffy. And they <laughs> saw and the Scooby Gang solves mysteries. Yeah. The connection. You found the connection. I you- did. I did. Right there. 
Um, so curses. And so issue one is sort of an introduction to the world. And I thought issue two was more of a continue, like a development, like a, they kind of push the story a little more. They hint at what is causing the mummies. Did I say zombie again? You said mummies. I said mummy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I keep thinking zombies. I don't know why, but that's because, incorrect. Right. Because I can name three movies or three movie or four movies that have mummies in them. Three of them start Brandon <laughs> Fraser. And, and one of one them starts one starts Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah. And the uh, last two ones have been horrible. So But you can name about nine hundred zombie movies. Yes. I mean Right now, I don't think I don't think the, the mankind would accept any way for Armageddon and the apocalypse besides zombies. I mean, like if we had a meteor, be like no, this, no, we, we take it. We don't want it this way. Bring on the zombies. Yeah, clearly we need zombies. Clearly we need zombies. That's how like that's how bad twenty twenty is going. I'm betting that if it's, we when the end of the world happens, it won't be by zombies. It, it's the only thing we're prepared for. Let me just put it that way. Yep. <laughs> that and the purge. <laughs> so, uh, so the mummy in the the second one is sort of developed, and you start getting sort of a hint at what is causing the mummies. And I'm not going to spoil it on this podcast, on this review. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still don't really tell you what is causing it. You know, it's it's just a hint which I think is really cool. It makes you want to pick up the next issue. Yeah. Um, so the storytelling is really solid, I thought. I thought the storytelling was very, very well done. I thought that it had a good flow to it. Um, I never felt like I was kind of like waiting in the water, just waiting for it to continue. I felt that it made sense where it's going. It was concise and ex- treading. And I felt, as you put it, like they gave some great subtle hints as time went on for each time to see where they're going. Yeah. And issue two is now in color. They found a colorist, a guest colorist. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Kaukle, 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 probably. Sounds exactly right. That chinda. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah, that, sorry. <laughs> no, that, that's what it sounds like. Sounds correct to me. Kaukle, like Hawaiian, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. That might be how it's pronounced. Hopefully. Uh, but anyway. You can find them on Instagram, instagram.com slash kclubs with a Z. Uh, but but yeah, so issue two is in color. You can read both of these comics for free, by the way, at cursescomic.com uh, at any time. Um, so let's talk about the art. The art is um, fun. What do you think? I thought the artwork was very solid. It was a lot of, I do agree, a lot of fun. Um I felt that each character was um, designed uniquely and well enough that um, it didn't blend in with like every other comic that you read. But at the same time, or, or but at the same time, it was done well enough that it was unique, be- not because it was so bad, but because it just was solid, well done. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a little minimalistic. Um... Maybe, you know, um, but in a good way, I guess. Like the the backgrounds aren't rendered out too much. 
but more like your vision, right? Where like mm-hmm. things in the background are blurry. Mm-hmm. Like there's always a background, but um, yeah, it just reminded me more of a Hitchcock movie sort of drawing like environments mm-hmm. where like um, like you're not noticing all the details in every scene. Like in this liquor store she's walking into, you can see that there's nothing on the shelves but boxes, right? Yeah. I think could be considered lazy in some comics, you know, to just put bo- like random colored boxes. Mm-hmm. But in this, um, in but this also, comic- but even if you go like to, if you go back to that panel, um, if you go back up to that panel really quickly, could you? Yeah. Go back up. Um, even if you just looks like to the right of it, like the actual kind of a detailed background because you can see outside the place with like the cars and the parking lots a tree and another and other buildings so but again they're not rendered out like yeah. like this car doesn't drive anywhere if you if you took this car out it would go left in a circle forever you know it's That's just like- cr- crooked and like there's there's no right tire and uh but it's like blurry like when you're looking out in the distance things in the distance are blurry like yeah. like the I human mean- eye yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That's all I mean by that. Okay, I should be saying like, I, I you saying like it was. I think there are details there. It just, and I think it, it's. I don't up. think I. I don't think that's very detailed. I'm. I'm saying it's not rendered out. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like, and there's no detail behind this guy in this panel. It's just a gradient. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas some comics might have, always have them in front of a background. But really, this shot is just of him, you know, speaking. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't need a background, really. Anyway, I I thought that was um, done properly, where the foreground is detailed, background isn't. That's all I was really trying to say about the art. I don't know. And it's kind of min- minimalistic, but like in a good way. Mm-hmm. It tells the story really effectively. And when things need to be detailed, they they are, you know. Okay, so what about the coloring? Let's start with issue one. Um, I think issue one, the coloring was really well done. Um, I felt that, like, even like a lot of times, like it was done to a great effect. I thought that there was no, um, like, there was no unintentional blurring of lines and no, no going over the inking. Um, I felt that it was done well. Like even just like the background, they have a very good fade colors going in and out of each other, which I believe is on purpose, which I thought was great too. Yeah, there's a lot of gradients. Um, the colors aren't always natural, which is really cool, and it gives it like this really nice effect. Uh, here, the the night sky is basically maroon or this purplish color. Mm-hmm. Um. And like everything's kind of like that pastel, you know. I do like. Yeah, I also like that. Um, just like the it makes it's done in such a way that things look unique and well done. Yeah. And each scene sort of has its own tone too, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know if he admitted to, but it seemed that way to me. <laughs> you know, um. Like it goes from purple to like this orange color when there's more action and that really drives your eye in to what's going on. Yeah. Uh, 
going between these two colors. It's just good color theory, to be honest. Um, what about we didn't really tie we skipped over the inking. Um, I get I thought the inking was well done. I thought that the characters um had a good strong design. Um like yeah, so like right now we're looking at a rat, and I thought the rat looked fantastic when I remember first time reading it. I thought um that's a really <laughs> good rat. Um like it looks like a very well done rat. Um the tail <laughs> had a lot of great detail, stuff like that. Yeah. Again, it's kind of minimalistic. It's more expressive than um, heavily inked or rendered out like to, to look like very authentic. Mm -hmm. but, um, but that really works in this comic. It reminded me of Finger Bangin's older brother, if you want to do a blast in the past, where that <laughs> it wasn't like so it was some great details to it, but it wasn't overly done. Yeah, but not not meant to look sloppy yeah this is still meant to look like i i'm like when he said he's a professional artist that did not surprise me yeah okay um yeah but the and the inks are very heavy on in this comic mm -hmm. um but the mummy inks are and that makes sense because it's a monster you know so it's like a darker heavier inked character adding some tension um so eric that brings us to a french term uh the i don't know the je ne sais quoi yeah the i don't know what yeah yeah that's what i said i don't know uh, the je ne sais quoi the je ne sais quoi yeah it's a french term yeah yeah what is it for you um finding out more about the mysteries for me it is um it, it, I it, I hate to tell the people this, but when I read books, I tend to read the last page first because I want to know how the ending's going to be. And I can't do that with this one because it's an ongoing series. And so I'm actually curious to see where it's going to go and how it's going to end up. Oh, cool. Uh, for me, it was the characters, I think, um, that they're, they're like, they kind of have like funny conversations about different things. And yeah, they're just, they're, um, they're interesting people, you know? Yeah. I wanted to know more about them. No, the characters are all actually unique, uh, three-dimensional characters. Um, like I, you understand like their past, their history, their motivations and why they're doing everything. So it's a good read in that, that regard. Gosh, we didn't talk about the color for two really fast. Uh, color for two, um, Good, not as good as one. I thought Color for Two was, or Color for One was much better than Color for Two. You know, it's that thing where you've like come, where like you see something that's just different. And mm -hmm. if you'd seen it first, you would have really liked it, you know? Yeah. But like in this case, we've, we've seen the Color for One. So you're kind of expecting that. But this is, this is just different. Uh, for instance, in this shop, this is where I'm saying like these are actually rendered out by the colorist. Mm -hmm. uh, these boxes in the background have more, they're like different brands clearly. Whereas mm -hmm. in the last comic, it was minimalist color. So they were just different colors. <laughs> I also felt the colors in the background that one bleed over each other more than they did in the first one. So uh, for example, one box the might go a little bit oh, go over the lines and they do so in the other one. I think more so. 
Yeah, but I I, I don't mind that because the um it's the not art as, does that too. Yeah, you know? it's not a bad thing because it's because it's consistent throughout though. So yeah, yeah. So these colors aren't um as stylized. I think they're more authentic to like a natural lighting. Whereas in the first book, it was more like that maroon or that tone of the of the scene was like everything was that similar color. Whereas this one, like the counter is is actually brown. Whereas in the last one, it was like sort of the same color as everything else. You know, I don't know how to describe that properly. Besides, the the first issue has more of a style stylized version of color and the second one is more of a naturalist naturalistic color does that make sense to you it does okay all right cool but there's still kind of like this expressive gradient type of coloring and i i think it holds to what the first issue does with color there's like some nice water coloring effects and yeah overall i think the color in in issue two is just it's fun and it's but it's different and if we'd seen it first we would have been like this is great color you know for sure all right uh so we did the je ne sais quoi we did the je ne sais quoi. we did the color for issue two mm -hmm. and number one and mm -hmm. we did the ink and we did the art and we did the, the plot. plot yeah yes. only thing left is the scaling of grading it yeah. So, Eric, on a scale between uh, you are being chased by zombies into a pit of mummies. Okay. What do mummies do to you anyway? They curse you. But, like, do they eat you or something? Well, they turn you to, like, dust. Didn't you, you saw the Brennan Fazer movies. Yeah, I never understood what happened. They, the mummies sucked, sucked the person's face, right? They sucked like their life force out. Okay. All right. Like, they why also, is everyone so scared of like these toilet paper people? <laughs> does you mean the mummies? Yeah, they mummies. Suck, yeah. They suck your life force out. That's why. Okay. All right. So that is. They scary. also can yeah. like surround you with sand. Okay. All right. Or on the on the flip side of that scale, you are a mummy and you have all the like. You're in a mall and the doors are all locked and you have all the people that you want to chase that you can ever imagine. Like it's it's mummy paradise. All the faces you can suck. I would rate this with as zombies with pancakes. <laughs> so okay. all right. So zombies, so pancakes are always great, but zombies don't want pancakes, they want brains. So it's a great <laughs> thing. But it's not always what you want. Interesting. How come? How come? Well, because like it's a very slow burn. So I don't think it's for I don't think like I think this is a very good comic. I do recommend our everyone listen to it, but I don't think it's for everyone. Because you have to have patience with it, is what I'm thinking. Like I, I think you're just antsy to read more, which would make it a great comic. Well then that makes it a bad comic. They're not coming out fast enough. <laughs> Uh, you would read this full graphic novel in one sitting. I would read this full graphic novel in one sitting. Yeah, so, so okay. So that's still a very high rating. It's just not locked doors mummy good. Okay, all right. 
Because a locked door is mummies means that the mummy's got everything he wants and it's a buffet <laughs> for him. Nothing's perfect. I get it. Okay. Okay. So Keegan, on rating this as always, whenever two, uh, something has an opposite, you are always saying the, uh, the other thing. So whenever you want orange, you would say apple. And whenever you want apple, you'd say orange. Two... I'm trying not to interrupt you, but apples and oranges are not opposite things. They are opposite things. No, they're both round. Fine. <laughs> Whenever you want the color white, you say the color black. Whenever you say the color black, you say the color white. Stuff like that. Those are opposites. I'm trying not to interrupt you. To being able to interrupt your friend whenever you want to. No, you did that one last it. week. Fine. To... Being able to catch a rainbow in your hands. Wait, which one's the bad one? Always saying the opposite, because this way you're always confusing people. You're like, I would like a Sunday, but you meant a hamburger. Hmm. But I, I kind of do like confusing people. Yeah, but this is like <laughs> bad confusing, not good confusing. This is like you go to a restaurant and you'll never get what you want to order. That is frustrating. But yeah. I'm always surprised. So that's kind of a, a blessing and a curse. Well, what happens if you have an allergy? You're always going to be like feeling your allergic reaction. So you're like, I don't feel so hot. Oh, because I ordered something with, with like vanilla or whatever I'm allergic to in it. If you if you had said that I was also a zombie and all that stuff was happening. You're also a zombie with all this too. Or a mummy. You're a vampire. I'm a vampire and all this happened. Okay, so that yeah. sucks. Yeah. So you're always like, I want blood, but you keep on ordering not blood. But please keep pointy uh, chopsticks and stuff away from me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can't even go to Chinese restaurants for, for fear of getting stabbed. That's right. Accidentally. 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 Yeah. Uh, okay. So I would give this, what was the good one? The good one is being able to catch a rainbow in your hand. Why would I want to do that? These are so then bad. You have, then you have the power of controlling light. You can turn invisible. You can make things different colors. You have so many great powers. You could blind people. Why didn't you just say that to begin with? Because That's... catching a rainbow in your hand is so much cooler. You could be like, ooh. ooh. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. I'm cutting, I'm cutting all of this. Okay. So what I think uh, this comic is a lot like being a mummy and catching a rainbow in your hands. Explain. I don't know what catching a rainbow in your hands even it is. It's a superpower. It means you have a superpower to give people joy. But no matter what, if you're a mummy, I think your life is worse than it is as a normal human. Uh, so you you have superpowers, but your life is just a little worse. I I because nothing's perfect, honestly. Uh, nope. But yeah, but yeah, this comic uh, was really fun to read. It had like a cool monster, and it's done in a really clever way. The monsters are. And I think the strong female characters uh, 
POC in a leading role is always good to see. And I just really like, I like this comic a lot. And I can't wait to read more. Plus, they were really good guests. So, we have reviewed the comic. We've interviewed two guests. This has been an epic podcast episode. We still need a catchphrase. Yeah, we do. But thank you so much to Winston and especially thank you to humbug for getting up so early to do this podcast wow thank you mr hamburger we could never do this without you humbug humbug hum hamburger humbug 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 the hamburger i'm humbugging your hamburger okay thank you mr rambino uh winston gambro (laughs) i hope that's right i think it is yeah Winston Gambro, thank you so much for coming on and talking about everything that you've been doing. Sounds like you're, you've been really successful and I hope everyone can check out your Kickstarter this month. Yep. Sounds like a great, some great reads and I can't wait to see where it goes from episode issue one. Also make sure you check out CursesComic.com. There's two free comics. Everyone loves free comics. So go on and check out curses.com. We're dumb comic creators. We're at dumbcomiccreators.com. Our Instagram is slash dumbcomiccreators. Facebook slash dumbcomiccreators. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbcomiccreators. Eric, any news? No. Okay. Uh, Great. So in that case, uh, I'm Keegan Shiner. And I'm Eric Schwartz. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. But together we're the Dumb Comic Creators. Sony Catchers. That was our intro. No, we're saying goodbye. Oh, well, bye. No, just do the little bit. Like, make it sound like you're actually saying goodbye to somebody. I'm fine. (laughs) Au revoir. Auf Wiedersehen. Sayonara. Ciao. That was really good. You're welcome. You should do that every time. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.